Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. We're talking stuff from the week. Well, you know, the week it was recorded. We're talking games, movies, TV, running, working out. Depends if I've been doing those things. Uh, yeah, it's all here. It's all jam-packed. If I can ask you to subscribe wherever you get in your podcasts, that would be amazing. And uh, it means a lot to me and all of us here at CookieCast. Right, let's get going. Here we go. CookieCast, the darkest timeline podcast. Right, can you hear me? Usual sort of checks and uh, checks and balances. Not checks and balances at all, is it? Are you alright? How are you doing? You well? Good. You're in a good week? Good. Good, 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 good. Not a massive amount to talk about this week. I've had this nagging feeling that there was something I wanted to talk about, and it's escaped me. I didn't get it down on the list fast enough, and I've I've racked my brains, and I can't think what it was. So we will forge on. Um, it's not. It's not that there's not a massive amount of stuff to talk about. There's just stuff. We'll see how we get on. Um. So I want to talk about a really weird situation. Um, first thing on the list is uh, PlayStation Five. So the uh, the the coveted PlayStation Five, the biggest, most sought after Christmas item of twenty twenty one. Um, I didn't swear that I was never going to get one. Um. But they, they they are just notoriously impossible to get hold of. <clears throat> and at some point in time, I decided um, maybe it was time to start looking at upgrading. Um, no major rush, no major whatever. Um, just see what the possibilities were. I hadn't, you know, I wasn't there day one trying to get one. I toyed with the idea of getting the digital version of the new Xbox just for Game Pass stuff. Um, but that kind of came and went. After a while, I was like, I don't think I need it. I just started using the uh, the Xbox One instead for Game Pass. But I started looking around, and, and, and it was what I expected. It was, you cannot get a PlayStation 5 for love and money. Um, there was a lot of places that were saying that they'd had stock, uh, but they didn't have any and didn't know if they'd ever get any. But as the sort of year has drawn to a close, um, obviously more and more people want them christmas a lot of places were offering like oh register your interest with us sort of situations i went to a few places and you know dropped a few emails here and there in the um you know add me to your to your mailing list 
Um, and I found my way through to one of these websites that like checks stock, stock checker website. And, you know, every now and then something will pop up. Oh, this place has got PlayStation 5 consoles, but uh, you haven't checked your emails for three hours by the time you've looked. Yeah, they're out of stock. It's like, cool. Then every now and then there was the point in time where it's like, oh, this place has got stock and you've you've got the email recently. So, uh, you know, have a look and you have a look and it's like, oh, you're in a queue. It's like, oh, my God, I'm in a queue. And the queue's like, you know, 3,000 and you queue for an hour and then that queue goes down real fast and then it tells you, oh, yeah, we're out of stock. Okay, cool. So there's plenty of that and and a lot of not expecting to get anywhere because of how notoriously difficult they are to get hold of. A few weeks ago, one Sunday, uh, at some point during the day, one of these emails came, oh, you know, this place has got them, click here, go to the website, which I did. Um, and it was like, you're in a queue. Like, okay, what number am I in the queue? And the number was uh, in the 18,000 area. And I went, I reckon my chances are good. Um, as time went on, that number slowly ticked down and I was just hanging around in that queue out of curiosity um and there was a lot of questions around well what happens if you get to zero and it's like here's a playstation what are you gonna do it's like i don't know but i don't think that that's a a situation that i have to worry about what i'm gonna go from eighteen thousand plus to one or even zero, and at the end of that queue, I'm going to be told, we've got a PlayStation for you. I don't think so. So the number came down, and I'd jokingly be like, oh my god, you know, it's come down to 10,000, after like 40 minutes or something. Then after an hour, it's like, you know, we're under 10,000, we're into the 9,000 area. And then, you know, half an hour later, you're looking at, oh, I'm I'm number 2,000-something. So after two hours of, uh, of waiting, that number came down, and then that number started coming down quickly. It's like, oh, here we go. Uh, you're out of stock, and it's taken you two hours to let me know. So... The, the the queue got down to me being the, the person that was in the queue. The, the guy. I was the guy. And I, you know, go into the website. Okay, I went into the website. Like, uh, go to the bundles, because this was the other thing. Uh, they were only doing bundles. PlayStation and X number of games. So I went to the bundles. And there they were, just sitting there. I'll get a PlayStation 5 with these games. Get a PlayStation 5 with these games. Get a PlayStation 5 with these games. All different bundles, all different prices because of what the bundles were. But at no point did they say, oh yeah, we're out of stock. 
So I'm like, well, of those three bundles I'm looking at there, one's got too many games and a lot of them I don't need and is wildly more money than you'd ever want to pay. The other one has the the least amount of games and they're games that I don't want. So the middle one, the middle one has got two games I already own, one game that I would absolutely want to play. Um, I can, you know, do some sort of trading thing for the two that I don't want play the one that I do, all of this. All of this is still a very hypothetical situation at this point in time because I presume at some point I'm going to press something and it's going to say it's out of stock. So, I go into the bundle. No mention of it being out of stock. It's like, you know, add it to your basket. <laughs> all right, then. I'll humour you. I'll add it to my basket. Okay, you've got five minutes to check out. And I'm like, this is feeling a little more serious at this point for you to then tell me that this is not going ahead and it's not going to happen. You're out of stock. And time's ticking, so I'm like, I'm just, just going to quickly move some money around because this seems strange. So I did that side of things. Um and went through to the checkout and oh my god one of the details that you've got for me is wrong although you've got the correct i think it was like the correct postal address you've got the incorrect billing address and there was a note that said if the two didn't match then you wouldn't process the order and there was a lot of mention about you know the the any orders that that were placed would be vetted um you know they would only send one to somebody who um, had previously not gone. There was all these stipulations. So I made the corrections, I did all this, I pressed the button, and it was like, congratulations, your order has been placed, you'll receive a confirmation email. And that was that. And I was like, this can't be real. So this is where things got sketchy, because I didn't get a confirmation email, but the money did go out of the bank, and I went, oh my god, it's a scam. So, I'm trying to get back into like the website to get into the account, which you can't do, it just puts you back into the queue. I'd been through the account section and confirmed the order was there. I'm like, this is this is possibly a scam. Started looking into it. There was no mention of um, any scams or anything. Um, and as it was the next day, the confirmation email did come. And then over the course of a few days, there were a series of emails that came out from the company saying, um, just to let you know, you have actually secured a PlayStation 5. You, um, you know, you've, you've been valued, you passed the checks. Uh, we have the stock. Don't chase us on it. We will be in touch. One point said that they were processing the order. Then they went through all the shipping stuff for it. One point uh, they said it had shipped and then at another point in time they said it was going to come like four days later even though they were using a 24 hour delivery service 
and then the next thing I'm, I'm told is it's it's coming in the next hour. This was like the next day. It's coming in the next hour. Like this, I'm still waiting for somebody to pull the rug out. I'm like this genuinely can't be real. And in the hour window time slot that I was given, a quarter past the hour, there's a knock at the door. The guy's like, there you go, there's your parcel. And I, I, I had to open it. I'm like, I open the box. Okay, the, 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 the PlayStation 5 box looks legit. But, obviously, we've heard a lot of stuff about, you know, tins of spam. So, opened that box, and it's there. It's sitting there. As far as I could tell, it was there. There was the three games. I'm like, okay. I guess I guess we got a PlayStation 5. Since then, it would appear that basically Sony has just flooded the market with PlayStation 5s the month before Christmas. Um, I think they've done it in a way that they're just trying to make scalping redundant at this point in time. If people can get hold of them legitimately, then why would you need to go to eBay and pay twice as much for them? This sort of thing. Uh, literally everywhere's had them. I was in game getting a, a second controller the other day, and somebody was in there buying one. And they were like, oh, I just happened to check to see if you had stock, and you did, so I ordered it. Um, so, yeah. But then I ran into this weird thing, and I was like, oh, you know, I kind of feel like this should be a Christmas present, but it's not been bought for me. Um, so I, <laughs> I kind of toyed with the idea of wrapping it up and saying it was from Father Christmas, but I didn't think that the girls... <laughs> would think that was very cool um so so that was kind of that i just kind of had to get on with it um did the ps4 to ps5 transfer uh it took oh it had to leave it doing it overnight because it said it was going to take six hours and in hindsight i honestly don't know what took six hours because it basically didn't transfer anything i had to do all my saves manually and outside of my saves, what else is there on there that needs transferring? Utter madness. And then I'm trying to get saves for these PS5 games and realise that if I transfer PS4 saves to a PS5 and then play a PS5 game, those saves don't count. So that was a pointless exercise and things like that. So... Don't be surprised if when we come to the section about games, if we're maybe talking PS5 games. Interesting thing happened the other day. Um, and that interesting thing is that I, I had to look something up for the podcast. And when I looked it up, I saw how many podcasts were listed as being on the Cookie Cast Network. And the number was 500 podcasts. And it made me sort of think and reminisce and stuff like that. Um, thinking about the reasons why I started a podcast X amount of time ago. 
thinking about how I wish I'd have started it sooner by, you know, 18 months to two years. Um, how starting a podcast was designed around keeping me sane. Um, but yeah, when I saw that number, it was there 500, not 501, not anything like that. 500 podcasts. It's like, wow, that is crazy. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I wonder whether I should even bother. Sometimes I get very sort of, oh, I can't imagine anybody listens. I can't imagine anybody's really bothered. If I stopped doing it, would anybody really care? And then literally you can guarantee at that point in time, somebody will be like, oh, I was listening to your podcast the other day and, uh, you know, make some comment or, oh, so-and-so said they'd listen to the podcast or, oh, there's a new subscriber or, um, oh, somebody wants to come and do a podcast. There's always something that pops up in that region of, you know, if you're wondering whether it's worth it, maybe it is sort of thing. Um, this, I mean, this week is chocked full of podcast action. Um, as was last week, there's uh, there's some triple podcast recordings going on and things like that. Obviously, there's this, um, but yeah, it made me. I don't know, it made me think about it as a whole. You know, uh, feel a little nostalgic thinking back to like early podcasts and stuff. All the uh, all the people that have come and gone, people that helped out in the beginning. Um, people who were regular podcast, uh, podcast alum, um, people who did one podcast, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was, it it was an interesting thing to look back over all of those 500 episodes and those 500 podcasts were audio ones. Um, if you... If you go to YouTube, on YouTube there are videos that are not on on the audio side of things, purely because they don't work as audio podcasts. They're just videos. Um, I know, like, Stu, for example, Stu's unboxing videos, they, they don't work from an audio perspective. So, yeah, there's probably more than 500 on uh, on YouTube. Absolutely crazy. Will we be here when it ticks over to 1,000? So, um, it's one of those, time of recording, it's, uh, it's Christmas week. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um... I suppose I can I can say this now because by the time this comes out it'll be you know x number of weeks after Christmas so um so my older two children well no that's not true all of my children are getting new beds uh, my older two are getting uh, bunk beds 
and my youngest uh, is moving into a bed. Um, so it's all very exciting. Um, and at this point in time, the older two don't know necessarily that they're that they're getting bunk beds or that they are as at at uh, time of recording already built and set up and ready to go. Um, but it made me sort of think about the the task of building something. Uh, and when I say building something, I mean flat pack furniture. It comes with instructions. It comes with often comes with like tools and stuff. I am one of the worst people um, for building flat pack furniture. I don't always read the instructions. I don't always inter- interpret the pictures right. I have a hell of a tendency to uh, put things the wrong way around and not realise. Um, I am literally the worst person. And the moment something doesn't go together, it's a fucking piece of shit and it should be thrown into the ocean. And, and you know, I will tell anybody who can hear me from down the street this whilst I'm screaming and shouting and whatever. Um, I'm always like half dressed by the time I'm in full swing building things because I get incredibly warm and incredibly sweaty very quickly. Um, and in fact, I've realized that anytime you are going to build something that's, uh, that needs building, it's going to be on the weirdly red hot day in the middle of winter and all of these things. But, I've realised something recently and I'm trying to work out if I can sort of put this into other aspects of my life. If you know all of these things, if you are aware of all of these things, that these things exist, that you are this person, you can use that knowledge to navigate your way through the experience. So I know that I have a tendency to not read the instructions and also not interpret the picture correctly and also use the wrong piece and also use it the wrong way round. So, what we learn from this is make sure to read the instructions, make sure to look at the picture multiple times, make sure you've got the piece that you're working with the right way round And make sure it's 100% the right piece. And if you do all of those things, everything's going to go as smoothly as it possibly can. If you know that when something doesn't line up, you absolutely lose your shit, make sure it lines up. If you know that, oh my god, I can't believe they've put this instruction in this order, because it means that you can't put these two slots of wood between the other two slots of wood, because they're already screwed in, be prepared to unscrew things. Things like, I had to put uh, 13 slats on both beds, and... Two end slats on both beds. So 15 things on both beds. Would anybody like to hazard a guess at how many times I banged my head in this process? Now, 
I'm sure you can understand that this is something that could make me insanely angry and start shouting and effing and jeffing and all of that. But because of the situation, because I know that, because I know that these things have a tendency to set me off, I actually ended up laughing every time I banged my head. It was loads of times. Because I'm like, I completely forgot that I'd put that board in there. Cool. Bang my head. I, I was going under the top bed to try and get into the bottom bed. Banged my head. At one point, I had to climb over a bed to get behind a bed to attach a piece of wood. And the bed that I had to climb over was piled high with stuff. It had the possibility of a complete disaster but again knowing that and knowing that that was a possibility and there was an opportunity for things to go horribly wrong made it easier to deal with and since looking at all these things in this way it's kind of made me wonder it's like can you change other aspects by going well i know that this is going to make me upset or angry or whatever it's gonna make me shout and scream and swear and you know all of these things if i know that's gonna be the case can i circumnavigate that situation is that possible something worth pondering at least As I mentioned, um, it's Christmas week. That time of recording, it's Christmas week. <clears throat> Not by the time you guys get this, but by now I'm sure you know how this works. I record it, and then three weeks later you guys get it. So, Christmas week. Um, I'm not 100% sure if you came to my house right now, you would know it was Christmas. Other than the fact that there is a light-up wreath on the door. But that's not what I'm talking about. Um, we've, got the, we've got the tree up. We've got some uh, Christmas ornaments out and some other bits and bobs. But other than that, it's not it's not hugely Christmas. Um, and I keep having this thing where I keep sort of... Like I hear Christmas music and it feels out of place. And I have a feeling that I talked about this last year. That I just, I just didn't feel it. It didn't feel like Christmas. And it's that I'm, I'm starting to wonder, and I've started to wonder about this for a while. That as a man who loves Christmas, maybe I don't. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe I hate it. I was talking to somebody recently about um, like what Christmas was like for me growing up. Um, and I went through like the military operation that was required to put up the decorations. Um, forcibly removing any possible opportunity for any fun for it to be 
an enjoyable experience as with a lot of experiences in my life the the fun was beaten out of it and it was just this awful time of you have to put this up you have to put that up you have to put the other up it has to go here and it has to go like this and it has to be done this way and does anybody wonder if that has anything to do with why there's not really anything Christmassy up in the house at the moment the fact that I remember being traumatised by having to go to every single place on the face of the earth within reason that sold Christmas trees so what would happen is we would go to the first place that sells Christmas trees. This is a good place to get a Christmas tree. This is this place is great. You would go and look at almost the first Christmas tree they, they had there. That Christmas tree is perfect. That's the one. That one right there. That's the one. Okay, cool. Let's get it and go. No. No, no, no. No, now we have to go to every single place in the vicinity that sells Christmas trees to see if they have a better one. Why? Why would you do that? You've just said that that is the perfect Christmas tree. It's absolutely perfect for what you want. Why? Would you go anywhere else? Because you know what used to often happen? What would often happen is, by the time the realisation of an entire day that was lost to go into every single place, and none of them being just quite right, to go back to the first place to get the first tree, and nine times out of ten it being gone. And being like, well, there you go. But obviously now you have to start the search all over again. And somehow, somewhere in there, this is supposed to be enjoyable. No, no sir, no it is not. It is not enjoyable. It makes you hate every aspect of Christmas. Is it the fact that I then take my youngest and we go and we look for a Christmas tree and we went to the Christmas tree place and we walk up there and I said, I'm looking for this. I don't need one too big this year because it's going on a table for puppy-related issues. Okay, you're looking for a small tree. Yes, I am. We've got this one here. That one looks perfect. But before I take it, do you have any others? I have this one and this one. Those two aren't as good as this one, so I'll take the first one I looked at. I brought it home. I brought it in the house, eventually. I put it in a pot with help. That tree is perfect. Well, thank you very much. I do try. Is it that... The making of the meal was stressful. Is it that Christmas time was a time for revelations about how awful my parents' married life together was? Is it that Christmas always seems to turn into some kind of argument and somebody was always miserable on Christmas Day? 
Is it the stress and the strains of buying the perfect gift or buying enough gifts or spending enough money or any of these things? Is there any wonder that there's a possibility that I'm starting to think I might hate Christmas? I don't like it because I like Christmas and I love Christmas. Do I? Because I'm genuinely starting to think that I hate it. I've really, I've really struggled through this Christmas, through like, I you know, get the girls this and get the girls that and get the girls, you know, all of these things. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. I just look at it and think, at the end of the day, is there any wonder that if I said, I think I hate Christmas, that that might be true? How awful is that? How awful does that sound? And as I've said before, there are certain situations in life that the joy, any possible joy of any of those things would just eaten out of you is there any wonder that you end up hating these things so yeah something that I have found interesting this year is um, a lot of the times a lot of Christmases I've ended up finding myself in some kind of weird self-imposed weight loss challenge um, there was the year that I tried to convince uh, Thomas Quinn to uh, do a weight loss challenge with me and the loser didn't get to eat Christmas dinner and his response was I don't care if I lose I'm still eating Christmas dinner there's absolutely nothing that's going to stop me eating Christmas dinner it's like okay so win the challenge then <sighs> anyway I sometimes find myself, more often than not, in a self-imposed weight loss challenge. So, there was a point in time where I looked at my weight, my weight loss. I looked at the fact that I'd got into a new stone of weight loss. And I looked at how many weeks of them were left. Now, the problem was that there weren't enough weeks left to lose the weight I wanted to lose. So the challenge was to lose £10 in December. But not just in December, between the start and Christmas. But that was only three weeks, or three Monday weigh-ins. And I might have already spoken about this, there's this thing about losing £3 a week wouldn't do it, you'd have to do a... A three, a three, and a four, which is not impossible, all of this. I think the irony of all this was that the first week ended up putting on weight. So I, we're off to a cracking start here. But then the second week, there was like a loss of four pounds. And it was a weird kind of, hang on a minute, did this just become... A possibility uh, 
a, an achievable goal, even. So, I was hell-bent on getting to today. Today is Monday. Hell-bent on getting to today. And being in a position where over the next... It's, it's six days. Um, I have four pounds to lose in six days. Now, anybody that knows anything about uh, weight loss, weight gain, working hard to lose weight, um, working out, running, or cardio, or exercise of any kind will tell you losing four pounds in six days is not a healthy thing to do. And anybody that would be in that camp would also be like how exactly are you planning on doing this because you're gonna have to starve yourself you're gonna have to do this that and the other you're gonna have to do a lot of bad things to lose four pounds in six days but that's forgetting that in the last few weeks there's been a week where i lost four pounds and i didn't do any of those bad things i've been sticking to the intermittent fasting I've been running five days a week, working out six days a week, keeping those calories super tight. I mean, super tight. So I have a six hour eating window and I eat basically the same things every day. I have an ever so slightly higher calorie day on a Wednesday because it's also a rest from running day, and it's designed to shock the body into losing more weight as the back end of the week goes on, running up to Saturday, which is a cheat meal. My objective is always the same. I should be able to have a cheat meal on a Saturday, and when it comes to Monday weighing, I should weigh the same as I do Saturday morning. And... Mm, 50-60% of the time that is actually the case so I'm saying this here and now at this point in time the goal is to lose 4 pounds in 6 days can you imagine how amazing that Christmas dinner is going to taste if I can lose 4 pounds now what I'm saying at this point is also if I don't lose four pounds, it's not the end of the world because it's a massive thing to try and do. And I'm not trying to, you know, break my arm, pat myself on the back here. Because then I can say, oh, I managed it. You know, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, what I can tell you is that today marks the fact that in the time that I've been doing the, the r routines, the workouts, the things that... Um, that my brother-in-law has put in place and has helped me with. Today marks the two stone of weight loss mark. Um, and it's just, is it doable? Is it going to be a Christmas miracle? I will let you know as best I can. Things are going to be a bit sketchy with things like recording podcasts. I should still be able to do it, though. Because, what, Christmas is Saturday, Sunday? 
Is that right? Saturday, Sunday? Um, so Monday should still be an option for recording. So, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, but let's talk some entertainment stuff. The, the reason that some of you are actually here. Let's talk some entertainment stuff. I... I've still been plugging away at Burn Notice. Now, some of you may feel you don't need to know that. And normally, I would agree. I am uh, so far through Series 3. Um, but this is the second time I've worked my way through Burn Notice. And the thing that I'm finding is that no matter how much of the, the episode content I remember... I really didn't remember the way the um, the relationship dynamic between the main character and the female lead, uh, Michael and Fiona, worked. And it's really weird. It's almost like I feel like I might have blocked it out in some way. Because I always had it down that they were like, in a relationship, kind of the majority of the way through it. But that's not the case. Certainly up to like the third series. I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe that changes. As time goes on. Um, Which would make sense. If I always had it in my head. That they were just in this relationship. But. um, it's, it's, It's made for weird watching. What I mean by that is like. This belief. The, this relationship and this program has been a certain way, and it's not. And it's really weird watching it going, I don't remember any of this stuff. A very strange time. Um, I don't know how many episodes there are per season. Um, if I really wanted to, I could look it up uh, like this. Do, 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 do. Ba, 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 ba. Because ah, I haven't looked it up recently. Burn notice. There was a hundred and eleven episodes. You can't tell me they didn't do that on purpose. So series three has <coughs> sixteen episodes, and I believe I was going into episode twelve. Um. So kind of nearly finished. Uh, series 3 I think episodes might have got a bit sketchy as, as it got towards the back end um, but yeah I mean it's one of those I, I say I'll keep you updated but like you know it's just it feels very watching it this time around does feel very much like it's Saturday afternoon TV um, I imagine it probably was when it aired I originally watched it on DVD mostly Um so we shall see if anything major pops up out of that. Um, I watched a film, not a current one, but still worth talking about. Um, Leon had never seen Point Break, so it's been on the cards for a while. So it's like, hey, let's watch Point Break. Rather than watching a Christmas film, might I add. Add that to your list. Um... One of the things I want to say is somebody 
somebody recently pointed out, I was listening to a podcast, somebody recently pointed out that there's a point in uh, Point Break where Keanu Reeves is like, whoa, the FBI is going to pay me to learn how to surf. And the way the line's delivered, it's delivered in the way that... Um, who could imagine that that would possibly be the case? Um, he might have even said, dude, in the in the line somewhere. And the whole point being is that um, he was a, a college quarterback. Uh, but the idea of him learning to surf is so outrageous. It's like... Uh, okay. Um, the other thing I want to say about Point Breakers is, is, is as, a, as a film, it totally still stands up. 30, 91. 2001. Yeah, 30 years. Literally 30 years ago. Um, I mean, come on. Are there, how many films out there are 30 years old that still stand up today? Um, the the bank robbery, spoilers by the way, but the bank robbery, you know, it's a 30 year old film. Uh, the bank robbery stuff, still great. Um, I've had a very strange sort of thing with, with Patrick Swayze. Um, I think largely because I was forced into the situation of being forced to watch things like Dirty Dancing as a child. Um, I really didn't like Patrick Swayze, but then he was in stuff that I did like. Um, I used to really enjoy Roadhouse when I was younger. Um, and obviously, you know, from the point that he uh, he lost his battle with cancer and things like that, it's very sad because when you go back and look at the things that he did through his career, he was he was good. He was a good actor. Um the fact that he did his own skydiving stunts, because he was a accomplished skydiver, um, and did a lot of his own stunts in Point Break's pretty cool. Um, but I will say this, Point Break absolutely stands up 30 years later. Um, if you've never seen it, like Leon hadn't, give it a whirl. It's a great film. If you have seen it and you haven't seen it in a while, Thoroughly recommend you giving it another go. Uh, there's there's some interesting uh, people that pop up at various places in that film, uh, including the scene with Tom Sizemore. Um, yeah, well worth a Saturday night. Um, so so yeah. Computer games. Anybody going to be surprised if we start talking some PS5 games? Um, I'll talk about one. Um, one of the games I got was Spider-Man Mars Morales PS5. Spent far too long trying to get my PS4 saves onto the PS5. And then realised, yeah, that's not going to work because this is a PS5 game. And my PS4 saves won't work. Uh, I played it a little bit. It's... It's just the same. It's just it's just the same. Um, and if I'm honest, I've played that game a, a fair amount, I would say. Enough to say that I don't massively want to be putting too much time into it at the moment. 
the other game I got, if anybody's interested, the other game I got is um, the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Um, as you may be aware, I had already upgraded my PS4 version uh, to the Director's Cut, but I had started it again. But I wasn't very far into it, so I feel very much in the camp of oh, I'll just uh, I'll just pick that up when I've got got uh, time. The game that I got and the the game that I was absolutely uh, interested in playing was Deathloop. Deathloop is a game that works on the principle that uh, every day you die. And every morning you start your day on a beach. And you have four quarters of day. Morning, noon, afternoon and evening. To find. It's either seven or eight people. You have to kill them all in the same day. To break the time loop. There is a woman called Juliette. Or Julietta. Who's trying to stop you do this. Because she likes things the way they are. And that is that. As you work through the game. You basically get more and more information. Which will uh, lead you towards. What is known as the perfect day. And the perfect day is a day. Where you can kill all of them. In the same day. And break the loop. Everything that I've seen about it. Everything I'd read about it. All the videos I'd watched about it. Didn't actually prepare me for playing it. And for the first couple of days. I really did feel. Like this game was above my pay grade. Um, I'm not a smart man. And it felt initially like it was a game for smart people. And I've never been a fan of that. And I don't get on with stuff like that. But... Everything I'd read and everything I'd seen said you have to get through the beginning of the game before the game allows you to play it the way you want to play it. And I was both intrigued and worried about that because what it talks about a lot is a lot of this, you play it your way. And I'm a guy that likes a little bit of direction. Luckily for me, this game has like an option to give you direction. If you want to play it like the like the current Hitman games, where you can say, I want to find out about this person, and it'll give you sort of little pointers in that direction, you can do that if you want. And that really opened the game up for me. Um, once you get so far through it, you get the ability to um, keep items because one of the things is when you die you lose everything once you gain the ability to keep things you can kind of um you can mark items to be kept so weapons and abilities um one of the best abilities so far is the teleport ability um i quite like the one that turns you invisible and obviously once you've got these abilities, if you spend enough of the currency called Residium, you can keep hold of them. It's really good. I believe it's been scoring like your 10 out of 10 sort of stuff. And I believe it's won a lot of awards at the Game Awards. It's really good. Um, if played wrong, it's very hard. But if you play it right, it's very doable. Um, it's a lot of fun. 
and once you get into the swing of it and the way it works and how you go about playing it it's great fun i'm feeling like i'm probably two-thirds to three-quarters of the way through it but i've put a lot of time into it um i'm feeling like i'm getting towards the information that is going to tell me how to do the perfect day and then it's just going to be a case of doing it basically um so yeah that is death loop as it stands at this point in time i will update you with it i may have finished it by the time we next talk i may not have done that we shall see and there we go that's it another podcast to add to the other 500 that came before it thank you very much for listening along and uh yeah i'm gonna catch you guys next time see ya so there you go what do you think of that another one done another one gone another week gone another everything gone thank you for watching listening or however you get it but uh however you get the podcast please do subscribe soundcloud itunes youtube or wherever you can also jump over to our website thecookiecast.com check us out over there and uh, drop us a line there's ways to get in touch with us and i encourage you to do so that's it for this one till next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then